0: Welcome back to Arab American Psycho. My name is Noor, and I am very excited about this week's guest. She's a Somali-American model, writer, and filmmaker. Welcome, Misky Muse. Hello. Hi. Hello, sensual, beautiful voice woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to listen back to this podcast because I don't want to hear my voice. <laughs> That's fine. Hey, listen. Like I said, nothing is more upsetting to me than the sound of my own voice. <laughs> So I, I understand you. I get it. I love it. your voice. Oh my God. I literally, I, anytime someone says that to me, I'm just like, I sound like a dying cat, but thank you. I appreciate it. No, 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 no. I I really do like your voice. Well, I like a lot of things about you and we're going to talk about all these things. <laughs> first of all, I'm just honored because this is Miss Key's first podcast, baby's first podcast. Mm-hmm. and I truly from the bottom of my heart feel honored that you you chose to to come on my crackhead show so thank you
1: <laughs> thank you for having me yeah I don't know why but I like get asked to do podcasts and I just never do them because I don't know anxiety such I don't like my voice slash. I don't think I'm that interesting because I'm like what would I talk about for I don't know an hour 40 minutes whatever I don't know I guess we'll find out today
0: And that's the fun thing about specifically, I feel like my podcast is that we never know where the topic is going to go because like, I don't, I don't like to have it super structured. Like I like it to be an organic conversation. So like, I guarantee you by the end of this podcast, you're gonna be like, I really didn't think we were going to talk about the things that we just spoke about. And it's, it's like a fun surprise for everyone, including us. I'm excited. Um, so first of all, I want, I wanted to ask you about this and we were talking on the phone the other day and I was like asking you about it and you're like, we're going to, we're going to save that for the podcast. So like, we're really going to talk about this right now. Cause I've been thinking about it. You, oh, moved, scared. To, you moved to LA during a panorama. <laughs> during... <I> did. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm a psycho. There, yeah, like talk me through that. Like, what was that process like for you? What inspired you to to make the move? Because you lived in Indiana where we met for the first time, which was just, yeah, I, everything about it was just like I, I was happy to meet you, but I was just like question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah, why yeah, the yeah. fuck do you live here? Um, so let's let's talk about your move to LA and, and on all those things.
1: Yeah, so I used to live in New York and then after college, like I moved back home. I went to school in Indiana. My family lives there. So I moved, I guess I tried to get a job, um, like post grad in New York, but you know, it's really hard if you like didn't go to school there or you just Mm -hmm. don't have the connections, et cetera. So I ended up getting a job in, um, ended up getting a job back home and I just stayed there. And I was initially like, regardless of, whether or not this panoramic happened I was moving this summer I had done my time like I was out you know so then pandemic happens and then I actually get fired from my job and then I just saw that as more of like the I guess I I felt released to be honest and I was like I'm still gonna move I'm still gonna I just New York wasn't as appealing at the moment um especially like at the height of the pandemic that was like the worst it was getting hit the worst and I was like I don't know. I was like, I'm going to come out to LA and I'm going to, I was writing. So I, after I'd left my job or I like to call it left my job, I didn't, I didn't leave my job. They let me go, but you know, thank you. But you're just
0: rebranding. I'm, the, the
1: re-branding. situation. Yeah, you're really, I love, <laughs> I'm taking control. I'm taking control. Yeah. Yeah. But no, so I had just kind of like pivoted to writing full-time and that kind of become my full-time thing. And I was focused on that. So I was like, oh, I just need to, like, go somewhere different, like finish this writing, work on some things. So, I came out here indefinitely. Honestly, I just thought I'd be here for the summer until I figured out my life, whatever, wherever that was taking me. Where, and given the circumstances of last year, I could not, I genuinely didn't know, you know? Yeah. So, I come out here and then I'm staying with this um, girl that I had known, and this white girl, <laughs> and she had a room, like, whatever, open, and then she ends up. Uh, I ended up renting it and it just, it was like within a week, it was a bad situation. And she was like, You can't stay here. I'm moving to Europe. I um, oh need to find like a place to live immediately. And so I did that. And so I thought I was coming out here for a couple months to just kind of like figure stuff out and maybe yeah. rent from her, maybe Airbnb, whatever. Excuse me. And Next thing I know, a couple of weeks later, I'm signing a lease. So I was like, all right, <laughs> I guess I'm here Actually, for the next year. I don't know how <laughs> i here, literally. But alhamdulillah, though, no complaints. This has been like, I literally thank God that I am I just go with the flow and like, I don't really plan out. I used to be somebody who like planned out their life to a T. And then after a certain point when life just kind of like does its own thing, I'm like, all right, cool. God's in control. I'm just going to ride this roller coaster wherever it takes me. So I'm here, been here for the past, like, seven months now, Um, but alhamdulillah, it's been a beautiful, unexpected move, I'll tell you that much.
0: And I feel like you seem, like, really happy there. Like, I feel like it all kind of happened very organically, and I feel like you seem very, like, kind of, like, chill and at peace there, which makes me feel like, yeah, this is the right move for you. And, like, I think that making decisions like that where things are going to be out of your control and you are a type of person like I can say that I'm super anxious so like yeah. normally I feel like that would make me so anxious but for some reason every so often I kind of like like you said like kind of just like let go and go with the flow and my anxiety decides to like take a back seat and chill and then it always just like works out when it just like this is how I should approach life all the time, but I know, like- I, know. I wish, but for yeah. me, I was
1: like, all right, I'm going to not be as controlling and, in- you know, just in control as I'd like to be because clearly yeah. I'm not in this situation. But, um, yeah, I am somebody who really, really tries to have like a plan A, B, C, D, you know, yeah. but very rarely does do things just kind of come out of nowhere but I swear to you the amount of things that were not in my control in the past year like I don't even know if that's the person I want to be anymore you know I don't think I could be somebody who's trying to always be in control because it clearly hasn't worked out but it always works out for the best you know so I yeah it's been weird also just moving here I, I do really enjoy being in LA and like I'm somebody who likes being in nature and just like I grew up in Maine, so I just was always surrounded by just, like, nature, whether it's, like, the ocean or, you know, hiking, skiing, whatever, but I really enjoy the amount of things that I'm able to do here, so it's winter now, yeah, Yeah. it's winter now, and, like, you know, yesterday we went for a walk, and it was really beautiful, and it was, like, 75 degrees, no complaints, Uh but, yeah, I go to the Uh beach a lot, I love the ocean, Um, yeah, genuinely, I do feel like I'm really happy here. And I feel like I'm like growing a lot here and I can just see myself like every day, just like getting out of my comfort zone a little more here and there. But I think the beauty of just like moving in a pandemic, this is me trying to find like a light at the end of the tunnel because there really isn't a whole lot, but it's like so slow and there's no, I don't feel the need to like, you know, go out or feel like i'm missing things or meet people or do things i literally just moved here and i can go as slow as i want so i've been able to pour myself into like my home i've been it's just been so slow paced the few people i see that i get to choose that you know there's no events there's no fomo there's none of that like when you're when it's a pandemic so moving here has just allowed me to get to know my neighborhood and like you know i feel like i really i'm going to be a better person for it by the time we're out of this if ever inshallah We're out of this pandemic (laughs) because I'll like understand the city, my surroundings, myself, and just where I fit in here.
0: And I think that, yeah, like I do think like, first of all, I'm here for the optimism, but also like, I genuinely think that is a silver lining of moving because even for me, like I didn't move to a new state. I just moved into a new apartment one month before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And it was so nice to be able to like unpack and every morning, like rearranging furniture and just really get a feel for like my space and like just kind of have time to like appreciate my space, which I feel like a lot of times, like, we don't appreciate, like, the space in which we, like, you know, spend most of our lives, at, like, sleeping and all that stuff, and, like, turning it into a place that, like, makes you feel really, really good every time you're there, like, turning your home into your actual, like, home base, kind of. Yeah, especially where, like, you know, we're all not working from
1: home, but, like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a freelancer, so, like, if I'm not, like, on a set, I'm working from home 24-7, you know, so for me to feel, it's really important for me to feel, like, really comfortable and safe and like just like really like the space that I'm in because I'm not going anywhere like none of us are but like I'm 100% self-employed working from home so yeah it's been really beautiful to just do that and then constantly like you said rearrange and Mm -hmm. constantly like have a new vibe for the house I don't know but I, I feel really settled finally I think genuinely after like six months of being here.
0: And I know as like someone who like, I like control, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm a big fucking, I'm a big fan of control of, um, mm-hmm, but my love language is constantly being the one who's calling the shots and being in control yeah. of every element and aspect of my life. Um, mm-hmm. I'm fine, But <laughs> but what I was going to say is like, I just think that there's something that brings me such ease when I feel settled. Like when I feel like this is my space. All of my things are exactly where I want them to be. And like, I feel like pandemic has really made me like perfect it in a way that is, I mean, I I love how organized everything, but like, it also just brings me this deep comfort that like nothing else really does. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I'd have to agree. (laughs) And I feel like, honestly, I have control because I get to, you know, put my space together myself and that has given me in a year that I felt like I had the least amount of control I felt like my home gave me a lot of control
0: definitely and I think that I mean as far as like growth in 2020 again just trying to find those silver linings the far between what Like I did learn to let go in a way that I never had before because there really wasn't much that was in our our control at all. Like we really just kind of were figuring it out. And especially when you think to the early, early days of the pandemic, like back in March when no one knew what the fuck was going on, it was a very unsettling time. And like I had to adapt and as women we are adaptable I mean we're we're the best but like yeah we're very adaptable and so it really was just kind of adapting to that and I think that like you were saying like it's it is nice to let go of that control even though we love it and we crave it but like there is this kind of release and kind of like okay like I could take a deep breath because like I'm letting go of control and I just have to like accept that and go with the flow that like I feel like does help you grow as a human
1: Mm mm-hmm Definitely. I I agree.
0: And um, speaking of, you know, like LA and all those things, I I, I have to ask because, you know, like for those of you who don't know, Miski is like a fucking icon on Twitter and she's literally my favorite person to follow on Twitter and she's fucking hilarious. And one of my favorite topics that Miski brings up is boys. And so I have to ask, what's, what's, what's the dating scene like in New York? I mean, sorry, in LA during this Pancake, we'll call it. <laughs> Pancake. I honestly don't
1: know. I'll be honest with you. I don't know. Um, I'm somebody that if I was to meet somebody, it would just be like out and about probably, right. you know, like through friends, like hanging out, whatever. But that obviously is not an option. So I haven't met anyone here. Um, I briefly dated somebody, but that didn't work out. Um, and even was that he was from like, LA. I mean, yeah, New York and LA, but like uh, he what's the word sorry I'm having a brain fart but he wasn't like a complete stranger like we had like mutuals and like you know but some I have not met somebody that like I don't know and I just met in LA and is from LA like I haven't had that experience um but I I don't I just don't think I could date in LA it just I don't know New York, I hear that is, a lot. New York is bad yeah. enough like I'm like I I can't go through the trauma of LA as well but what I have done um out of boredom you know uh, as one does is I don't, pinch. and I have just been like whoever likes me, I'll just like invite them to chat, and just to see like what their opener is, I don't respond to any of them, but uh, they're insane, they're not really making me um like the city in terms of dating at all, so yeah, it's not looking too good,
0: yeah, I so was I'm inspired fascinated. I'm fascinated <laughs> so by people who are able to date like during a pandemic. I'm like, how. I I don't get it. That's why I'm like constantly like interrogating people. Like, are you doing it? How are you doing it? Can you tell me about it? Because I literally, after our conversation last week, I was inspired by you to actually go on Hinge and actually like pick some people who I was like, okay, you don't make me sick to my stomach. Let's see what you say. And no, nothing impressive was said. Nothing, nothing? Not, not a single one, not a single yeah. one. It was just like, lots of like lots of like Hey, beautiful. I'm like, fuck off. You know what I mean? Like it just, I mean, come up with something better or it I, Loop, at least no. Cause the thing is, is like, <laughs> no. I, the only way I can feel validated is through myself, which is a, yeah. a blessing and a curse to be honest with yeah, you. But yeah, like, yeah. I can only feel validated by my own internal monologue, basically. Yeah. Like if I feel good, I feel good. If I don't feel good, I don't feel good. Like nothing mm-hmm. anyone else says can really like change that in any way, which again, it's, it's nice. Cause like, you know, if I get DMS from people saying fucked up shit to me, I'm like, well, this means nothing to me. So that's cool. Right. But at the same time, like if I'm feeling weird or not feeling like I look my best or whatever, like nothing that anyone says can like help that at all. Yeah. I feel that deeply uh, for me. It was
1: just entertaining. Truly. I'd just be bored. And, um, I'm like, let's see what they're saying. The craziest. So, yeah, that's it. But I deleted it. It lasted like
0: two weeks. you like, I deleted it. You know what? I honestly, I, I, might, I might have to delete them all off my phone because they depress me. They make me sad. They give me no hope yeah. at ever finding a man that doesn't make me want to rip my eyeballs out. And um, it's upsetting to say the least.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm somebody who like I've never had success on like dating apps, so I don't really use them. Like for me, it's truly just like for fun, like just for like this. This will be funny today, like you know. Let me just see what people are saying, but that's it. (laughs) I'm not somebody who's good at dating apps. I know they work. Like I have a friend who uh has met her husband on what is it, uh, Mender, and that's fascinating to me. I'm like I cannot imagine. I genuinely cannot imagine. Like I wish.
0: I wish I could be that person I'm the same as you I've only ever met guys through like you know through mutual friends through just like general life I've never met anyone on yeah. a dating app I've never gone on a date through a dating app but I've mm-hmm. always just kind of like tried I've tried to prove it but I think we were like kind of talking about this which is that like I'm attracted to men not because of how they look or any of that like you know, arbitrary shit, I'm attracted to them by the way they like carry themselves by the way they like interact with me by their body language their behavior, their mannerisms, like that's what will make me attracted to someone, which means I would need to like interact with them in person.
1: Right, I used to be that. Um, I've now decided this year that I am going to be shallow and I'm only interested in Hot people, so I actually don't care about personality anymore. That comes second, um, simply because you know when you're doing something for a long time and it's clearly not working. So I'm gonna just try what the other girls are experiencing. So, yeah, good luck with that, nora Couldn't be. Oh no, no no. no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> listen, listen. Like like we we had discussed, I tried it, and you know what? <laughs> the thing is, is like, you date guys for their personality, and then they turn out to be like a piece of shit, and they're not hot, and it's like what am I, what am I gaining from this? Like you're not hot it's and you're, it's super upsetting. So I also would like to only date hot guys. And if you see me ever talking to an ugly guy, feel free to reprimand me um, yeah. <laughs> because we'll that. Hot, hot guys only 2021 hot, yeah. hot guys only. That's, I that's, just feel like, if,
1: like they're all trash and they're all going to just disappoint. So like, if I'm going to be disappointed this year, I would at least like to be disappointed by someone hot. That's my philosophy.
0: I mean, honestly, like I, I want to live by that moving forward. I, mean, <laughs> like, I only want to be disappointed by hotties.
1: Yeah. I don't know how long it'll last, but um, yeah, I'll try it.
0: And I think that's, and, and like in, in all seriousness though, though, I'm not even joking. Like I do think it's something that's worth investigating because I will say a lot of times, I think when a man tends to be, less attractive that also goes hand in hand with like self-esteem and confidence and then like all this like weird toxic bullshit and Mm -hmm. i would i would be interested in investigating a more confident man which i've never met one so um Mm -hmm. so maybe so maybe that could happen and then you know i could i could uh update you on my findings
1: okay i'll check in in about a couple months
0: we're just we're just doing research here
1: that's all that's (laughs) happening welcome. welcome It's all research based. It's nothing. It's just vibes. <laughs> nothing
0: serious. Yeah, literally just vibes, and and maybe having someone build you a table. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sometimes maybe. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And if if men can build things, that's also that's
1: also helpful and nice. But um, big plus. But I don't know too many of those, so I I just feel like the new criteria is like, can you build me a house with your bare hands? and if you can't then we don't really have much else to discuss cuz you're not of use. I can do everything else in my life for me. I can do that myself.
0: I know. And like literally the other day I fixed my garbage disposal. It stopped working wow. and I like and I did some troubleshooting and I like tried this, tried that, tried this. It finally fixed it and I was like, I really I hate that I can do everything myself. Like I wish oh, I was wow. like Some meek woman who like couldn't fucking carry or do anything, and like I just felt like I needed a man, so like that would make me more inclined to settle. But I'm like, but I can fucking do everything. So no, I I
1: I can build furniture. I can do all the things that I can do everything, and I choose not to. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. I want. I I don't want to do it. Like I don't want to do the heavy lifting. I don't want to do the furniture building. But I can if I have to. So that's really. If you can't do that, then I don't really need you for much else.
0: I mean if a man built me a house with his bare hands, I I I would instantly like be in love. Like I would be like now I know what that feels like. I'd like to see
1: it first. How about that? I'd like to see it first. (laughs) I don't believe it.
0: Uh, I mean, also, that's also true. Yeah. Like, let's see this house that, <laughs> this house that you allegedly built for me. Let me, let me yeah. walk around. Let me make sure it doesn't
1: come cool out. will also contract people to build a house and then take the credit for it. So, um, I'd like to see the work in pro- progress.
0: <laughs> Whiskey, literally out here, like, having <laughs> You like you would be surprised at men saying that they can hire someone to do it, okay? You would think I you would think I mean I, I've experienced
1: some crazy shit, but like not to that extent. But I have enough friends to hear the insane things that men do that I'm like, Yeah, I'm literally not believing a single thing that comes out of anyone's mouth.
0: Honestly, and I think that I don't know how I'm not more jaded than I should be, and why I believe anything that I shouldn't believe anything that a man says to me from now on. Like I, I Never. feel like I've been, I've been told so many lies that it's shocking that I and <laughs> say. But like somehow I still am. Like oh yeah, that that seems plausible. Like yeah, that's, that's <laughs> like what kind of dumb disease do I have where I'm still believing things? No, I mean
1: you can be skeptical, but I think like not being jaded is like I feel like that's a power move because I think like men they shouldn't like you know they shouldn't fuck us to the extent that or fuck us up to the extent that we just stop believing in you know uh, or whatever you know our fairy tale our prince charming whatever that sounds so stupid for me to even say out loud prince charming I don't believe that I don't even believe the words are coming out of my mouth
0: like 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 a a man man who
1: can build a house for (laughs) (laughs) yeah I just I don't know I just feel like not being jaded is actually a power move so kudos to you.
0: You know I really like how you're really just putting a spin on all these things. You're like you're like I left my job. You're actually really special for not being jaded nor like I really like this this energy that you brought to the booth today. Like I really I like it. Um, I live I, in my
1: own world. Like I I live in alternate reality. I live in my own world that I've created for myself. So I will believe whatever reality that that fits best for me.
0: But the thing is, is like I know some people are like, oh, haha, that's not. A, th- I feel like you're being serious about it, and if you're not, that like not that's, joking. Yeah, I I'm feel nervous. the same way. It's like, literally, like, and that's anytime someone is like, how are you confident? I'm like, I just fucking tell myself that I'm confident. Like, do you? Yeah. like I just tell myself things as if they are facts, and then because I believe them they then become facts to me yeah. at least. And that's all that matters is that I believe them. And so they are a reality to me. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like the world
1: is always telling us so many different things. Like they, they want to create an alternate reality for us. So yeah, I'm taking the power back in whatever world I want to live in. That's the world I live in. I don't really subscribe to anybody else's.
0: I a thousand percent agree with that. And I think that everyone should kind of, live by that because i feel like it just makes you a happier person like not like you're like I, I don't know like i just think that if you sit there and wait for someone to tell you what your narrative is like you're mm-hmm. just there's nothing good that's going to come from that like you have to create mm-hmm. your own narrative mm-hmm. for yourself. And i also feel like you're a natural because you're a writer so that's something that you're very good at is creating these, <laughs> these narratives and stuff that's like that I'm a writer. <laughs> i want to build the whole world for myself Listen, I, I feel like I would love to see a Misky world. Like, I would be really interested in what Misky's ideal world is. Like, I feel like I would want to live there. It's
1: unhinged. That's what it is. It's unhinged. It's absolutely insane. And I love it.
0: <laughs> I mean, listen, 2021 is a year of being unhinged, as you 100%. said.
1: Yeah. I and mean, my um, friend Amina said that. And I was like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> we we're already unhinged, but we're, we're definitely being even more unhinged this year.
0: I'm gonna actively try to be more unhinged, which as a type A person is very difficult. But I will be making genuine like g- moves to try to be a more unhinged person because, like you said, you try something. If it's not working out for you, you try something else. You have to. <laughs> if things are not working out, great. Let me try something else. Right. Like try it's just it's all trial and error. See what, see what works, see what's beneficial to me in my life. I love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like, you know, talking about like just cool shit in general, that's, I mean, or maybe not cool shit, positive things, but also cool shit that happened in 2020. You were on a billboard and I literally, when I saw that post, I was just like, holy fucking shit. And like, I was so proud of you and I was so happy for you. And I was just, and I just like, literally in that moment, I was like, this is, it's so nice to see amazing things happen to people who are genuinely deserving of it and like I was just so excited and happy for you but what was that moment like like seeing yourself on a billboard in LA
1: well first of all thank you um second it was unexpected all of it was unexpected because it wasn't even supposed to be a billboard like it was a shoot that was kind of last minute um loved it love Sierra Rogers and her brand but um yeah, it all just happened really randomly. And the day that the billboard actually went up was the day that I went to New York. And I thought I was gonna be there for a week. And somehow it turned into a month. But anyways, this is the <laughs> story. <laughs> That's how I live my life, I guess. But I was in New York. So the day that it went up, like I got photos of it. And, um, and you know, it was surreal on its own, just like even seeing it from afar. So then when I finally did come back, it was still up, thankfully. And I went and saw it. And it's, Nora, it's so huge. Like, I didn't, I mean, you you think billboard and you're like, obviously, it's going to be big, but like, it was just so, so like incredibly big, like one of the biggest billboards I've ever seen. And living in LA, I see a lot of billboards, but it was so big. I was like, oh, my whole face is taking up this entire like wall, you know, this whole building. But it was just very surreal. And I didn't think that I would be as emotional as I. Was but like it it was a really beautiful moment to just see myself in LA especially like it was at the end of the year it was in December so I'm like I moved here six months ago and then to be ending this shitty year you know I as much as I've been able to find a lot of positive like pockets in the year that that it's been a tough year nonetheless you know but to be able to see myself on a billboard and end it like that. It was just really beautiful, um, and then I went again with a couple friends, and we saw it again. And it, I just keep having the same reaction, so it's just a really beautiful moment. Actually, somebody messaged me this morning, and they were like, "I just drove by your billboard, and I didn't think it would be as big as it is." And I'm like, oh "Yeah, God. me neither. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's still up, but I think they like drove by it a few days ago or something. I don't, it might honestly be still up. I don't know. I haven't been to that part of the city in a couple of weeks, but yeah, it's just huge and it's really exciting. And I. Yeah, it was just a really beautiful moment. And I'm somebody who like doesn't really celebrate a lot of the work that I do. It's just very like I just do work and then never talk about it. But that was like
0: something that I could
1: not. (laughs) This this
0: is true. This is a fact about this. She does not often talk about the beautiful work she's a part of or like the things that she like she you're I feel like you're very selective about the parts of your life that you want to share as you should be.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: But uh, I, my, friend, yeah. my
1: friend said that she thinks I'm really good at like a close friend of mine said that she feels like I do a really good job of like, like being open, but like selectively so people still feel like they like know me and like connect with me, et cetera. But also like there's a whole other side that they don't know. And like, that's for me to be able to, you know, for me to, awesome. to myself if I want to, but like, I do a good job of like balancing what parts of my life I share, I guess.
0: And I think, like, you're someone who also, like, kind of grew up on the internet. Like, and it it, it is hard to decide what feels like the right balance of sharing online and then keeping certain things to yourself. And like, also it goes without saying, but at the end of the day, no matter how much someone shares online, they're obviously not sharing every aspect of their life. But I do think that there's something to be said about being a little bit more curated and selected because I feel like, yes, it lets people feel connected and like they know you, but I feel like it also doesn't allow them to feel as entitled to have as many thoughts and feelings. Yes or no? like am I am I just making that up or
1: I mean even with the small parts of myself that I share I feel like people very much still feel like they either know you or they at least me for me anyway um people always have opinions and like I feel like people are just over familiar on the internet and I don't know if it's as a result of me just like you said being online and kind of growing up online like I've been online entirely too long but I I'm also, I just turned 25, so like, do the math. Yeah. Um, like, when I was in high school, like, Snapchat had just come out, all that. But I have been on all these social sites, whatever. And I, and maybe to my detriment sometimes, but like, you know, I definitely have just been online for a very long time. And, it makes people feel entitled or it makes people feel like they know you, but they're just people online. are just, just, just generally, it doesn't matter who it is are just over familiar. They think just because they know this part about you, then they're able to comment on X, Y, Z. And it's like, actually, no, <laughs> but I wish they weren't, you know, I wish people weren't so comfortable being over familiar and just thinking that like boundaries don't exist, but people really have a really hard time with like respecting boundaries and like, that's why it's really important for me to keep certain parts of my life just like to myself or like to you know the people who know me but as a result though on the positive side is as a result of being online and experiencing that for so long now it's not personal anymore Mm -hmm. you know like I don't internalize it I can just be like oh whatever you know it's not my first rodeo unfortunately you know but I feel like that's the I guess that's the upside of just being online entirely too long but that People being overfamiliar has not changed. No matter how much you share, I feel like it's just, especially if like any, if you have a bit of a following or just like a little bit, I don't know. People just are really, really overfamiliar. And like, I'm not somebody who's like that. So for me, it's really hard to like grasp and understand because I'm like, I don't like I would never feel the need to like comment on somebody's life or like have opinions, or form opinions without knowing them fully and deeply well. So I don't know how other people are able to do that, but again, everyone's different. So. I don't know. I stopped trying to figure that out a long time ago, too.
0: This episode of Arab American Psycho is sponsored by The Doe. The Doe is a digital publication sharing anonymous stories to promote civil disclosure and provides a platform to lesser known, often marginalized stories. The Doe publishes unfiltered narratives from verified anonymous sources, drawing attention to a broad spectrum of viewpoints that encourage readers to confront their own biases. Each month, The Doe explores new themes. The New Year is here, and January's theme is high society. You know, like, hey, what's up, society? You know what I mean? Get it? High society? Um, I came across a narrative titled, I've witnessed racial bias as a production assistant that I wanted to share with you all. This narrative is written by a PA in the entertainment industry and the racial bias against non-white people in the field, which makes it even more challenging for them to advance in their careers. The author writes, As we set up the production and needed to hire PAs to pick up equipment, I didn't question when my boss shared with me how she only hired Dominicans from the Bronx as truck PAs. Of course, I didn't question when she only hired white men to drive the director, producer, and client around. Still getting to learn the landscape of the industry, I chose to study more instead of speak up. My boss offered her own reasoning. The author goes on to quote their boss, saying, They just all have their network and know all the best places to park the trucks, my boss said about the Dominicans, and if they ever need to call out of a job, they replace themselves with their cousins or whatever. As for the white men, my boss countered, they're just the best when it comes to driving important people. They're nice, polite, and just like presentable, you know? I don't want to spoil the rest of the narrative for you all, but the thing about racism is that although we may never be able to fully understand the struggle of others, what we can do is listen to their stories and their experiences. I encourage you to read the rest of this narrative as well as any of the other amazing narratives available on the Doe's website. I've linked this narrative in the episode notes and you can also visit the doe.com. That's T-H-E-D-O-E like a female deer.com. Thank you to the Doe for sponsoring this episode. Now back to the conversation. It just sounds like you're a logical, reasonable human being. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will never be... I will never kind of understand that it will always be baffling to me. Like I posted um, some Instagram stories, not wearing makeup and like icing my face. God, God forbid a woman goes on the internet, not wearing fucking makeup. And just like the amount of people who felt the need to be like, LOL, you look crazy. Like, and then of course men had to jump in and be like, you're so ugly. Just like straight up. You're so ugly. And I'm like, I, I don't internalize it, like you said. Like, I, yeah. I see these things and I'm just kind of like, whatever. Like, okay, like, great. Congratulations. You have an opinion. You really could have kept that to yourself. Yeah. Um, like, I really just don't understand it because I've never felt any type of urge to ever do that in my life. Like, yeah. I, in fact, like, the thought doesn't even cross my mind. So not only for you to, like, think about it, but then think, okay, I think this. And now I feel like I need to tell this person that. I'm just like, mm what that is going the, on in your brain? Like, h- I I really don't understand it at all.
1: I don't, but I just want to say that I love that, um stories that you posted because I'm somebody who's constantly like Jade rolling, constantly icing every morning. So I felt very seen, but I don't really, I mean, A, it's not true about you, but like B, yeah, I don't understand why somebody would feel the need to, hey, I feel this way. Therefore, I must go tell her and just go ruin this person's day. I really, yeah. I, the math is not adding up.
0: <laughs> and that's why I do think it's it is important to kind of like you were talking about like kind of create your own reality in a sense I think it's more important than ever with like how I mean I think the internet is a part of everyone's life at this point whether or not you have like a following or not like it's just a part of your day-to-day life people yeah. want to share themselves and in, in, in different forms whether it's on TikTok or Instagram or whatever mm-hmm. and I think that like with that does come a lot of negativity. And so in creating this kind of reality for yourself, it should also be like kind of infused with positive self-talk like throughout. And I'm not saying that you have to wake up every day and be like, I'm the best. But like as much as you can, wake up. And I do it every up, morning. I'm the best, yeah.
1: Yeah, I literally talk to myself in the mirror every morning and I give myself like positive affirmations. Um, and then I journal. But yeah, I, that's, that's like a huge part of my day.
0: Okay, I have a question about journaling. Like how like yeah. it, is it just like any other habit? Like you just have to like get yourself to start doing it or did it come like kind of easily to you where like you started doing it and like every morning you were like kind of craving it or do you have to like really kind of work it into your routine?
1: You know what? I feel really lucky, but it's also funny the way that it came about is I've just always been writing since I was young, right? So I constantly I have like all of my like diaries I would always call it a diary before I was referring to it as like a journal Mm -hmm. but I was very much like an emo kid who felt very like misunderstood so like when I was in elementary school I had a diary and I would just honestly talk about my day like there was nothing juicy in it whatever so I never stopped having a diary and then it became I guess it's still a diary, but like, I just honestly write about whatever I'm feeling. And like, some days I don't write, but like most days I do, even if it's like a couple sentences. Um, But I just, I'm like obsessed with also archiving. So I have all these journals, and they're like, literally, they go back as far as like 2008. And I just have the year on them, and like, whatever, whatever months is in them. But I, it could be about anything, some journal entries, like there are days where, you know, if I'm having a tough time, if I'm going through a breakup, whatever, like I'm going to journal more than you know usual, but I, will journal about any and everything but there's no like there's no rules there's no nothing it's just something for me to look back on but the beautiful thing that i've learned over the years about journaling is i'm able to look back and i'm like oh in 2014 this day you know this journal entry i really thought i was not going to recover from you know xyz
0: and here i am i obviously survived you know isn't it wild it's like you, so, you feel like the world <laughs> is like co- collapsing around you and and you really and you really feel that you know what i mean and I like those feel, I'm so are dramatic, dramatic. I'm like, so dramatic I mean, but
1: yes, I, i'm allowed to i'm allowed to be exactly. my girl a place where like you know as much as i can vent to like my friends my whatever my close the close people in my life that i can there's also some things that you know just thoughts that are for you and no, no one else and like you're able to just say that freely in your journal you know i feel like my journal is my best That's friend cool. It's a different
0: it level of vulnerability because you're being vulnerable with yourself, which in, I, I've in like, I used to journal when I was younger and I've recently kind of gotten back to it, just like notes on my phone. And yeah. like, it's so insane to me that like, it's one thing to like share something with your friends that makes you feel vulnerable, but even when you write things out and the only person who's going to see it is you, yeah. you still feel kind of, at least I feel a little bit scared, like putting it putting my thought into writing i feel like it makes it much more of a real tangible yeah, thing and and it just kind of like whoa like shit like that's scary yeah 100% i feel that but
1: i just enjoy being able to i'm just somebody who's obsessed with just archiving every aspect of like my life And I just really enjoy knowing how I feel at any given moment. And the times where like I'm really down bad and I really don't want to journal, those are the moments that it's really important for me to journal because then I can look back and be like, oh, this is where I was at. And now look at the growth, you know?
0: And I'm a huge fan of just generally archiving, whether it's through photos, anything that I can. And like, you're there is this really nice feeling of looking back, even if it's hard, even like, I'm telling you, I had a live journal, which is like an internet online yeah, journal. Yeah, yeah, like, I remember. Like for several years. And like, I go back and I'm like cringing so fucking hard because I'm like, yeah. you dumb bitch. Like, like, oh my God, like going to, not going to the mall is not the end of the world. Relax, baby Noor. But like, at the same Time, there's something about it that kind of makes you feel like, wow, I've really grown. Like (laughs) I, I've really gone through some shit to get to the point where I'm at. Where now, when I don't go to the mall, I don't cry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't cry about not going to the mall and I can go to the mall anytime I want.
1: Yeah. That's, that's the beauty of it for me. It's just being able to see just like my growth and like just looking back and like, cause sometimes it's really hard to see growth. Like, especially when you're just like, I mean, it's you, you're in this body, you're just, you're existing. So it's very hard to see, I think other than like pictures, your feelings and like just how much you've grown as a person internally. So having a journal for me, is just, it's really, really important. And that's like, something that a part of my day and it may not be every day but like most days so like even if I skip a day I'll be like oh past couple of days I've been feeling that so I'll just like kind of do a summary but um mo- but like majority of my life past like I'd say like almost 15 years has been pretty well documented
0: do you feel like your twitter is kind of like a mini journal in a type of way Like, like, are your tweets in any way kind of that similar thing, but like, obviously less in depth, but also you can kind of go through and you'll be like, Oh, I remember what this was about. And like, kind of its own type of like different emotional archiving.
1: No, because I think I use Twitter now just like maybe it's like social commentary and less personal. um I definitely am like not deep on there and like actually the more followers I get the less I want to be uh, like uh, it's less about me really unless Mm -hmm. it's like really trivial things like whatever but uh yeah I'm definitely not deep nor am I like personal really on there like if it's like you know I hate this thing whatever but like it's never really I don't know I definitely think the way that I use Twitter, maybe my Twitter, like when I was younger, but I deleted that Twitter, but like the Twitter that I have now that i made like maybe five years ago is definitely like more about just whatever is maybe going on in the world. Um, And there's plenty going on in the world. So plenty for me to feel a lot of things about, but um, yeah, less, I definitely think it's like the least personable, but way more personable than I think Instagram um, where I struggle to even just post a photo, but I think I'm a little more, I share a little more on Twitter, but, uh, it's less, less from Like it's less personal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, like I see a few tweets and I do feel like every now and then I'll see one and I'm like, this is, I wonder if there's like a deeper thing behind it, but maybe I'm just like overly analytical of things. And like, I, I also like, I don't know, like I'm a fucking weirdo. I feel like I'm always like every tweet I have has like a subliminal message. I am a that <laughs> subtweet. Everything is a sub like Everything I've ever posted in my life is a subtweet. I'm <laughs> so that's why I'm like, I'm wondering if I'm just a lunatic. No, I also
1: like, I, I refuse to subtweet um, anybody because no, no. I'm like, um, you actually don't. Yeah, you actually don't mean that much for me to even like put you on my Twitter like that or anywhere in my life like I I'll, I'll say that for my journal but um I'm sure that's not to say I'm innocent I'm sure I've like subtweeted <laughs> practically a few people you know through some like uh, Audrey Lorde quotes I don't know but like <laughs> it's like very very subtle but yeah definitely I, I have subtweeted a couple of times just I'm sure in the past couple weeks but um
0: yeah you would never <laughs> really know though <laughs> I'm like, I know that I'm a crazy person. Just wondering if you're also a crazy person. But I wanted to like talk a, a little bit person. about, because you mentioned it's hard for you to post on Instagram. Why Why do you feel that it's harder to share on Instagram?
1: Uh, I just have a weird relationship with just the internet in general. But um, I feel like I've just been hyper visible for a long time, especially on Instagram. But people just feel very viscerally a strong like reaction to me, my body, and everything about me. And over the years, I've, like, learned, like, ways to, like, deal with that, etc. And to, like, not internalize comments and whatever. But people really, really, like, if I wear anything, you know, they have a problem with it as a Black Muslim, you know, hijabi. And I have just really, really struggled with that. And then as somebody who's not, you know, your typical skinny Arab girl wearing a hijab, like, it's very hard it's been very hard for me to wear literally anything without getting like critique, you know, and not, not all critique is bad, but like, it's literally, it's not even critique. I guess I wouldn't even call it that because it's just, I don't know. People just have opinions and that really doesn't sit right with me when people have opinions about my body, when I already Mm -hmm. like have gone through so much to just accept the skin that I'm in. I've done a lot of work internally that like, that could affect me. You don't know that, you know, but it's definitely made me yeah, that's definitely made me over the years. Like I have had a up and down relationship where like there have been like a year where I didn't post. You know, there has been months where I haven't posted and just gone ghost. But I definitely feel like I'm in a place now where I'm posting a lot more and I care less about what people think and like I'm just in my own universe where I feel beautiful and comfortable in my skin and like no one's opinion could really alter that. So, but that's not to say that that hasn't been a struggle and a journey for me to get to that place. But it's really, really triggering. I mean, just this past. Week, I think what wow, had happened. Um, something happened like a few days ago. Oh, yeah, I just posted, like, you know, me and my friend were out and about. She just took a photo of me. I literally was wearing a t shirt and like baggy jeans and some air forces and a hijab, nothing crazy. And Iowa shirt. yeah, <laughs> I <Iowa> shirt. <laughs> <The Iowa> shirt. <laughs> yeah, love the Iowa shirt. Shout out to that, but no, I um yeah, it was just a simple, basic outfit. And people just felt very strongly um, telling me that I had lost weight and what was my secret. And like, that's really triggering to me because I've been dealing with something for the past year and trying to figure out like the past year, end of 2019 and like majority of 2020, where I was just like bouncing from doctor to doctor, trying to just figure out what was wrong with me. Why can't I eat? Why am I always sick? Like I just had like a stomach like issue Mm -hmm. and a digestive issue and like as a result of that like obviously my weight fluctuates so there are times when you know I definitely have been sick and people comment on my body but not knowing that like I am genuinely in pain and sick and have not been able to like you know hold down a single meal in days you know but I just feel like those are the things that people are not thinking about. And it's just very insensitive to just go up to somebody and that you don't know, by the way, a virtual stranger, and just to say, how did you lose the weight? You look so good. But then also that plays into my own, like, just internal battle, of just like with my body where mm-hmm. I am like body dysmorphia, because I'm like, well, was that what did I look like before for people to be asking me, wow, you lost so much weight, because I really don't think I lost that much weight, you know, but it's just it yeah, it just creates this whole like dynamic for me and like this internal battle, but less and less now. But I just think like when I was really like last year, when I was really in the depth of just not like being so, so sick. I remember when I had gone to visit Kamley in Dallas, like she's, she's been great. And, you know, she's a doctor, so she's been able to help me so much. And I've been able to ask her any questions that I've had. She's been had me go and get so many different tests that even the doctors I was going to see hadn't asked me to go like to to even try. I mean, yeah, but, the um, system is like so fucked. Yeah, and, and,
0: and yeah, like having a friend who's a doctor, like even myself, I'm getting tests done tomorrow that no doctors have ever offered to me. And Camley's like no yeah you should be getting blood work done for these things like if you have these exactly. like like it's just like people like completely don't care about women's bodies at all or no. care too much and share their unsolicited fucking stupid opinions that are just hurtful
1: yeah and of course then there's an added layer of just like being a black woman and how like just the house health, the health care system doesn't care and you know my pain i remember i would literally be like hey doctor i haven't been able to keep down anything for the past week and he's like I'm sure it'll pass and just sends me on my merry way and I'm like no I'm still sick but anyways so I I forgot what I was saying but I think I was just saying is that like I when I was really really down it's just been really hard to get comments like that and like Mm -hmm. to you know just deal with that but yeah alhamdulillah I'm definitely in a better place I'm doing a lot better and I feel healthier and stronger but like that's just like it just still like upsets me that there's probably other girls that are probably getting the same comments, whether or not they're healthy. But regardless, I just don't agree with people commenting on women's bodies or having an opinion on a body other than yours, to be honest, like it has nothing to do with you.
0: And I think that also like, it comes down to like, Like you said, like not knowing someone at all and making these comments and not knowing how they could potentially affect that person in a negative way or trigger them or whatever the case may be. But also just generally speaking, like I, again, would never say that to someone like, oh, my God, you lost so much weight. Like you look so good. Like why can't you just say, hey, you look good, period end of story like why does there have to be comment about women's weight in every conversation and like again like I I definitely feel like also like as as a Muslim woman as a woman who wears a hijab it's like if you have boobs you're you're a slut like you're a whore like how dare you have boobs? It's like, where, where would you like me to put them? Like you can't just remove your butt every night and just like put it in (laughs) a little like cabinet. And like, uh, as I can't, I don't want to speak for you, but as a woman who does have boobs and a butt, like there are times that I wish that I could just cover them. Like, I don't want this attention, but like I, um, this is my body and I mean, some people might think it looks great, whatever. And some days I wake up and I feel great about it. But other days I'm like, I just wish I looked like a little boy. That's what I wish. I just, I feel like there would be so much less attention on my body if that's how I looked. And I'm sure people who, who might feel like they look like that have different negative experiences. But like, you know, I just feel like when you're a woman and you have a body, it's already so stressful. So having Mm -hmm. people commenting on it, changing, whether it's in a positive or negative way in general, it's just never helpful at all. No, not at all. Yeah.
1: And as somebody who has boobs and a fat ass, I definitely (laughs) can agree with everything you just said. So yeah, blessing and a curse at the same time, but we move.
0: That's right. Yeah. It's a, it's a blessing and a curse. And, and there are some days that I'm like, Oh my God, I love this so much. And then like, if I'm you know, posting on Instagram, and people are just like, it's so obvious you're trying to show off your boobs. I'm like, what? They're just there. Like, I'm not trying to show off my nose. My nose is all just there. Like, what would you like me to do, ma'am? Like, like, people want women to be so small, so invisible. If they, in any way, shape, or form, are drawing any extra attention, it's like, you're a whore, basically. Yeah. I feel like I've done a pretty good job of just like getting
1: out of that mindset where now I'm like, actually, I'm taking up this space. Yes, mm-hmm. me, my big butt and my big boobs are here and you mm-hmm. have to deal with it. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> I have to deal with them every day. So do you.
0: Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And, and, and I think it does kind of come down to like, just in general, and I'm sure like your experiences, I mean, I, I can't even imagine much more fucked up because you're not just a muslim woman you're a visibly black woman and like with that comes a whole other fucking just wave of people's just absolute fucking idiotic I mean just people are idiots. I mean ultimately on the internet and like I I don't even know what that experience is like for you but I will say like when I see you like when you posted that you were on a billboard like I felt a lot of joy because I was like not only is it you know Miski is an amazing person but here she is a visibly muslim woman, a black woman, she's on a fucking billboard. She's taking up fucking space. This is this is what we need more of. Like it just feels like positivity like it felt very very positive in general and just very I made me feel hopeful that like maybe the world will be less shitty someday I don't know I can't I can't even explain it but I felt emotional about it and I didn't even see it in real life but like I genuinely saw it and I felt deep joy because I was like absolutely as you should you should be taking up space you should be on a billboard people should be fucking seeing you every day and being like wow who is this beautiful creature
1: you know, thank you so much. Um a guy messaged me on Hinge and he said he saw me, he saw my billboard. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like, who? Where? I was like, what are you talking about? But I just couldn't believe that like he saw me, remembered my face because I'm in LA there's a lot of billboards. Yeah. But um yeah, it was just insane to me. That's
0: the only message I replied to because I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I just responded to it just to deny it. Like to make him feel like no a about to <laughs> gaslight him To make him feel insane. Like just, hmm, no, wrong, not me. Sorry. Must be must be a girl who looks exactly like <laughs> me. It didn't work. He was like, No, I don't
1: remember your face. <laughs> it didn't work at all, but it's all it's all good.
0: I mean, listen, you do, you do, I would say, stand out. You have a beautiful face, which I feel like you should be getting paid for just for existing in life, um, which, you know, 2021, inshallah, let's make that happen. Just paying people to, to just, just look at your face basically. Um, but what do you feel like, I mean, since you're, is this your first time kind of like living alone? I know you have a roommate, but I feel like you spend a lot of time alone. Is this the first time for you?
1: Um, I yeah I guess because like in New York you know you have a thousand roommates so I guess right. this is my first time being on my own and my roommate's gone majority of the time she lives in New York uh, majority of the time but yeah I guess this is kind of my first time on my own Um, and I'm enjoying it I'm somebody who like needs a lot of time alone just like mm-hmm. period I need a lot of time alone and like I can just, I can do that. And I really, I really enjoy it. And I really enjoy when she's here cause she's like more like a sister than really anything else. But, um, yeah, it's the best situation. And I really, really enjoy just having the ability to spend as much time with myself. Like last week I didn't see anybody for five days. I mean, again, it's COVID, but like usually even if I would do some like socially distanced walk or like a hangout, like safely hang out, whatever, with like one or two people, I, usually like one person who's pushing it but like I definitely that last week was a week that I was 100% on my own and I really enjoyed it
0: I mean as someone who like literally is just constantly screaming at the top of my lungs how much I love being alone I really feel you and like I also think that like as a creative, which like, I don't know why it's so hard for me to say that, but like as a creative person, like alone time is important for me and my process to like do what I need to do. Is that something that you feel like inspires you a little bit more having that time alone to really just kind of like exist?
1: Yeah. And I mean, I'm somebody who I feel like I'm a psycho. I'm glad that no one (laughs) is really here to witness this, but like when I'm writing, I'm definitely somebody who's like talking to myself and walking around and pacing and like, Creating scenarios in my head, so like I definitely am very, very Alhamdulillah blessed to be able to have the room to do that and the space to do that. But um, yeah, I definitely think I'm like I I create my best work when I'm alone, 100%. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I, I, and I was talking to a friend about this the other day, and I just really think because I know that for a lot of young Muslim women, like moving out is like not even like they feel like it's like not even an option. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's I not know. like they don't even bother inquiring or looking into it because they're like, this isn't an option for me. But I genuinely believe that like living on your own or having your own space to grow is really important as a young woman, like or as a woman in general, like, I think it's really important. I think that, you know, every person I've ever spoken to who's kind of moved out and done their own thing, they're like, it's 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 literally done nothing but, like, make me, like, kind of find myself – yeah, at a much faster pace, and and I really just I, I I really encourage women to do it because I'm like it really does feel freeing, unlike anything else, to like not be. And I I also think there's something so toxic about this, like kind of. And I can't speak for all Muslims, but I think a lot of Muslims feel this way. Like, oh, my life starts when I get married, and then I'll have my yeah. own house, and then I'll be able to travel, and then I'll be able to do this. And I'm like, there should be no correlation between freedom and marriage, like that. Yeah. Those- two things should not be going together at all yeah thankfully that I feel I'm
1: I mean I feel like I've been really blessed in the sense that like I just always that was not like I never thought about marriage I just always was like when I graduate college or when I graduate Mm -hmm. you know whatever school then my life begins which I mean for me was like true but like I just very much never like that's just never crossed my mind um my (laughs) against my mother's wishes I'm sure but like I'm sure my family would love for me to be married, whatever. But like that just has never crossed my mind. And then the more time that I like live alone and like, you know, just on my own, I'm like, I genuinely couldn't see, like, uh, I can't even imagine a man being like having to share a home with a man. Like that, that's just literally not, it's not
0: ideal, but um,
1: I guess <laughs> he's the right
0: person. Yeah. He very, very attractive. Very hot. <laughs> very quiet, help, I would say.
1: Yes, very quiet, very much has his own life. And is not like I just, I need my own space. I enjoy my own space. I've been able to grow just past like, you know, year, you know, half the year that I've been on my own. But like, I just Thinking about it, you know, I'm like, wow. I guess that one day, if I was to get married, I would have to live with somebody, and I, I don't, I
0: don't like that. I don't like that. You're like, that's unsettling. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like that's, and that's something that I think about quite often. And I, at first, I was like a little concerned. I'm like, hmm, this might create a problem for me since I kind of don't like the idea. But I also do think that, like, when you meet the person who's like, I again, like, I want to throw up, but the right person. I mm-hmm. think you don't hate the idea of them living with yeah, you. I think it's sure. like a matter of like, you know, finding that person who doesn't make you sick to your stomach at the thought of living with them. Yeah. and you it's you know that I haven't yet. So just <laughs> early thing. just yeah. early things, But I also wanted to kind of ask you about this because I'm someone who like, I, I, I just, I put it all out there. You know what I mean? I speak my mind. I say, I talk about things or whatever, but for you, what was, was there, like, did you make a conscious decision when you decided to openly talk about, like, dating? Because as a Muslim person, I mean, that's just automatically, like, you you have to be ready for people to, like, yell at you if you even say the word dating. So was that, like, a conscious decision or did it happen kind of organically?
1: Um... I mean, I grew up in, like, a Somali household where i it wasn't really, like, a big deal. I mean, that's not to say that, like, I was allowed to date or anything, but it was just, like, oh, you know, when you're older, like, obviously you date people. And my grandma would just say, I don't know, you date a bunch of men and you just pick the best one. You know, like, it wasn't really... I don't know. But like in terms of like speaking about it online, I mean, that's not to say I'm still, I'm still a typical Muslim girl. Like I'm not going to post, I've never posted a man, you know, I would never, yeah, I would yeah, never yeah. post a man. Um, I still plan on just popping up one day if I ever get married, that's the only time i ever like, you know, post somebody. But, that's the way to go. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like I'm not even that open about my dating life, but like, I don't know. I, I just don't understand why Muslims really do freak out when, a Muslim woman is speaking about that, though, because it's like, how do you expect people to get married? Right? How do you expect like, that's a normal aspect of life to be dating, like everyone's dating, whether or not they're speaking about it. I definitely don't speak about it that much. Um, maybe just like in my own, like personal life and like our own circles. But like, that's about it. But I, Openly talk about how shitty men are, whether it's my experience or like my friend's experience. I'm like, i so like, maybe it's
0: more so or, that, yeah. yeah, maybe it's yeah, more so like, you talk about how men are super fucking annoying.
1: Yeah, and I feel like you don't even have to date them to like experience that. Like,
0: and just that's seeing, true.
1: Seeing a guy like hurt your friend is enough to be able to like, you know. But, um, I, yeah, I definitely do, not, but I'm still, a, I'm still a basic, typical Muslim girl. I do not speak about any of my own personal, like, life,
0: nothing. Like, I really don't on the internet,
1: but, um, openly I do in real life, like, with my friends and whatnot. Yeah. But.
0: Is that any, like, something that you would ever consider, like, writing about or sharing or doing anything, like, in that aspect, or would you feel like you're like, no, that's like crossing a line, I can't do that?
1: No, I don't believe anything's really crossing a line as long as I'm comfortable with it. Like, I don't... Yeah like subscribe to any of these like social norms or whatever you know our communities have I really don't care if I feel like talking about something great but for me it's about respecting my own boundaries I think and like mm-hmm. I'm somebody who just deep down personally whether that's as a result of growing up like the way that I did I don't know maybe probably but like I definitely but it feels like
0: it feels authentic to you
1: yeah, I just won't. I, I'll I'll write about something or I'll talk about something if it feels right to me. Mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'm at that place because I'm like all I have so far are like shitty, um, failed <laughs> like experiences. So no, you will not bask in that. But um, maybe one day like you know, n- there's nothing I w- I would never say no to anything. Um, but let's see what the future holds. But for now, all I have to give you is my terrible um, ghosting stories and my. <laughs> I haven't (laughs) been ghosted in a while, but I'm still very much traumatized by
0: anybody ghosting me in the past. Um, It's fucked up. It really, it it really, because I feel like there's something also so manipulative and like, fuck, like, like the way, like, I do think it's like in a weird way, like a a form of manipulation and like emotional abuse.
1: It really, yeah, it doesn't sit right with me because I'm like, if personally, if I'm not. You know, if I'm not into something like I would just be like, hey, not feeling this, like we're not whatever. But like, I just don't know how somebody can just wake up one day and then just never speak to somebody that they were okay. speaking to, you know, I, I think it's like psych- absolutely psycho behavior. I think it's psychotic.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I again, just coming back to you are a reasonable, rational person. That's <laughs> how you feel way i can't speak for people who behave in these type of things like the only time i've ever 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 like i guess you could say like ghosted someone was on a dating app i'd never met this person in person i've never spoken to them outside of the dating app and Mm -hmm. then he started dming me like i don't even know how he found my instagram but he started dming me and saying can i pay you. Now, I don't know what he wanted to pay me for, but it was really weird that he found my Instagram account and started just DMing me. And I was like, I mean, I like money, but like this this feels weird and uncomfortable. So then I just blocked him on everything cuz I was like, this is fucking weird. Like wh- why did we just go from having a normal conversation like talking about like hobbies to you DMing me and just <laughs> like like unprovoked, no context, just like I want to pay you. What's your venue? Yeah, I definitely
1: think you fumbled the bag in that one because maybe he wanted feet pictures or something.
0: Listen, I have contemplated entering the world of feet pics and I, and my niece, my, I have to clarify my adult niece, she's 25. My adult niece has literally fought me before. Cause she's like, why won't you just sell your feet pics? People are offering you oh good money. God. She'll go through my DMs. I'm like that. Cause the idea of it just makes me want to vomit. Like that's, yeah, just no, so, I, so, so, I jokingly so, so, so. say that, but I legitimately have
1: like a phobia of like feet, the idea of like anything feet related. It's just so disgusting to me. But I mean... I guess if the money's right, you could get a picture of my ugly
0: feet. Right? <laughs> do every month. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, hey, listen again, 2021, we're trying, we're trying new things. It's all about trial and error. You know, m- who can say maybe, maybe I might start sending individual pe- pe- feet, picks. uh individual toes, maybe. Oh uh, my God. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> but no, people literally DM me and with all, like, straight up. They're like, I will give you this much money but I'll be honest with you I'm like could be more money I feel like this isn't high enough I feel like we need to we need to up the price now I feel like I'm just inviting people to like offer (laughs) no I I don't want to sell pictures of my feet but I'm just saying in general my 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 critique of the dms I've received is the offer has been not as high as it should be (laughs) yeah no definitely
1: I I get um I love just the fobs like in my dms um they're really romantic but I'm like um but we yeah it wouldn't work but right, right, I, right. I, I see the vision
0: I, I see your vision I see where you're coming from <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I like I, I don't know. the the whole idea of like ghosting someone though I just feel like it's like yeah it's like it's so simple like you said like hey listen I'm not feeling it and if this person starts behaving erratically block them yeah but you said what you needed to say you know what I mean yeah. like You, you, you are clear about it. You didn't just, I just feel like it's very, it's very mean. It's just, it's just like unnecessary. And I really believe in karma. And I just feel like I would never, I would just never want to put that out there. You know what I mean? Like, even if people are annoying, like I'm still going to try to be kind to them because like you treat people the way you want to be treated, or at least that's how I live my life. And I'm just like, I just, it just makes zero sense to me. So you've never ghosted? That was the only, that's the only time I've never. I've never, I've never done it. And, and to be fair, I've never been ghosted, but mm, I will works. say, I've, i listen, I, I, I mean, also I don't put myself in too many situations where it's like a possibility, but what I will yeah. say, I've seen it happen to friends of mine, friends of mine who are like objectively like cool, attractive, like, like, you know what I mean? Like just yeah. great people. And like, it it just makes no sense. It's never made any sense to me. And also that being said, I see how hurtful it is. Like, because it's just like, I thought, I thought we had something, you know what I mean? Like I thought there was something here and like, it really is just as simple as like, and Hey, I haven't, I've never been ghosted, but I've had guys straight up tell me like, Hey, I don't think this is going to work. And like, but I respect that. I really, I respect respect that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, please tell me you hate me. I respect that so much more exactly like because then at least you know we're being honest you you no. hate me cool noted yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. good to know and <laughs> I, I'll move on to someone to the to the other people who aren't crazy who don't hate yeah. me because only a crazy person could ever hate me or you to be honest with
1: exactly you. so there's you know what do they say 7 billion people in the world <laughs> I'm like but there's only I'm just yeah okay cool I have to remind myself I'm like there's 7 billion people in the world you cannot you, you cannot give a shit about one person.
0: Uh, and that's honestly perspective is really something that I lacked. When I read back on my old journal entries, I really lack perspective. And it's something that I implore everyone to implement more perspective just into like general daily life. Like not everything is a personal attack at you. Not everything is about you. And also like if you meet a couple of shitty people, again, like you said, being not being jaded is a power move. Which yeah. I fucking love. Like I, I've never heard that before. So I love that, and I really just think that having perspective and realizing, oh, okay, this person clearly didn't appreciate me or my value. This person's mm-hmm. an idiot. That's not my problem. Let's go find what someone who's not an idiot. Yeah. I mean, Miski, you've you've taught me so much, so many lessons in this episode, <laughs> and just like in general life, I'm like, let's just 2021. You will be my life coach. You did not sign <laughs> up for this, but I will be texting you and asking you for tips on on how to just keep keep everyone on their toes, including myself. Um, okay.
1: if you want but, unhinged, if you want to be unhinged, I guess you've come to the right place. <laughs>
0: I'm I'm so happy that you finally came on the podcast. Like honestly, I've been wanting to do it, but like, yeah, you were like moving around. I was like, am I going to ask her while she's like do like you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't want to yeah. like, like yeah. I'm like, I have to wait till she's like nice and settled. Then we ask her to be on the podcast. So thank you so much for for taking the time and coming on and sharing all of your gems of knowledge and and you know your wisdom about being unhinged.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. My first podcast, so now I can go and um go on other podcasts and give them bad advice too. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> you're just, you're just trying to keep things juicy, but where can, where can people find you online? Anything that you want to plug, anything that you want to share, anything that you want people to look out for that now's the time. Yeah. I mean, online, Twitter,
1: Instagram, Muse Gold. Um, uh, in terms of anything that's coming up, I guess we'll see. Cause I don't know. So I'll let you know when I know. um maybe finish up these writing projects uh get them out into the world but in the meantime just come for i post tiktoks and um give terrible advice so
0: oh my god guys check her tiktoks (laughs) no don't
1: don't check my tiktoks i literally have my tiktok i just like watch things i don't really post things don't 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 do that i just literally watch and like (laughs) i just have a secret tiktok where i don't post things but you can follow me on like Instagram, Twitter, and I just repost TikToks. How about that?
0: Not not me telling people to find you on TikTok. Literally, do not follow me
1: on TikTok. <laughs> Please, I'm begging you. You're just wasting your time. I don't post on TikTok. I just like things. It's just like a burner.
0: Listen, guys, follow her on Instagram and follow her on Twitter. I'm going to have all of her... Um, socials linked in the episode description as always you could follow the podcast at arab american psycho on instagram where you're going to see a gorgeous picture of her face like so many to choose from so it's going to be fun for me to look through them all and as always you can follow me on instagram at nori where i just post thousands of pictures of myself all the fucking time and you know just yell at people on my instagram stories just you know just normal things and as always um, floss your teeth wear your spf Don't be a dumb bitch and I will talk to you guys next Sunday.